Hello, hello. I have a special conversation to bring to you today. I had the opportunity to sit down with Michelle Hyatt from the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast. She's amazing. We talk all about the joy of surrender and you're going to love it. So get excited for that. She's also speaking at the personal growth breakout session at our Dreamer Summit coming up December 3rd. So make sure you get your ticket. Speaking of tickets, you need to make sure that you are ready for our Black Friday sale. We're going to have everything 20 to 30% off, free priority shipping. That's a great day to grab your planner, grab your ticket, grab your gifts for anybody on your Christmas list this year because it's our biggest sale of the year. You can click the link in my show notes to get all the information about our Black Friday sale, figure out what codes you need to use, and make sure that you have your alarm set because we're giving $250 away to the first shopper at 10 a.m. And somebody's got to win. It might as well be you, right? So make sure you get all that information and let's dive into this episode. Hey, dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Welcome dreamers. I'm so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Michelle. She is an incredible woman of God. She's been a wife for almost 17 years. She's a homeschooling mama of five and an entrepreneur living down in Orlando. And she is the host of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast. So you're definitely wanna gonna you're definitely gonna wanna go check out her podcast. Um, but I'm really excited to just talk to her about um, what God's put on her heart, a little more about her podcast. I know she has some incredible resources for you. We're going to really talk about um, the joy of surrender. And that's something that I think as we're carrying so much into this final few weeks of 2021, we could all use some surrender to have more serenity as we walk into the holiday season. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And you know, you probably don't know this about me, but I'm actually a customer of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I love your planner. It's so beautiful. I've been, um, I'm big into lists and goals and intentions and planners. I mean, I have a lot of kids, so I got to stay organized, but I love your planner so much. I love how clean and beautiful it is. And I really love how you just infuse every page with the word of God and something to meditate on. So thanks for all that you do. And thanks for having me today. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you for being a customer. That's amazing. Um, I'm glad you're in the Horatio Printing family. So tell the audience a little bit about Michelle. Yeah. Well, like you kind of already said, I'm about to have my 17th anniversary with my husband. Um, I was just mentioning to you, we've we've done a lot. We've lived in three states. We've moved a lot. We've had five kids. Um, and we've both been entrepreneurs. We've just done a lot of different things. And as you know, in life, there are different seasons and in business, it's always evolving. And so 
it has just been a really neat journey. And the thing that I love so much about incorporating business into uh, being a wife and a mother is just how much growth happens. It's so valuable because you can't grow your business beyond yourself. And so I just know that at the end of the day, I'm a better wife and I'm a better mom um, as I just grow and push myself in the things that the Lord has and just walk in obedience. So it's been a really cool journey. And, you know, really the thing that's been on my heart to talk about even today is just talking more about the mindset and the heart set of a kingdom entrepreneur um, through my journey of surrender. You know, this is the perfect time to begin planning the new year and setting those goals. And like I said, I'm obsessively intentional. I'm checklist oriented. I love all that. But the posture of our heart matters so much. It, it actually changes everything. And the verse that has just been resounding in my heart is Proverbs 16:9, And it talks about the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And so for me, you know, my dreams have changed over the past few years as the Lord has really redefined what success looks like and reoriented my heart through a journey of surrender. That's so beautiful. And I can totally relate to that. I'm obviously checklist oriented, goal oriented. I like to do, 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 and get, get things done. Um, and, you know, we have to surrender. What I've learned in this season is I have to surrender the outcome. You know, yeah. I can only do what I can do, but um, if I continue to place my hope and my joy in anything but the Lord, my hope will be gone and my joy is gone, period, because I feel like we lose our hope when hope is misplaced and it's misplaced when it's not in him. And, um, you know, it's so easy for us to get caught up in what we can accomplish or what we can get done, past experiences, our own capabilities, relying on other people, but all those things will eventually let us down or, or we'll, we'll be imperfect. Right. And so the surrender, the act of coming back to that humble surrender is such a great release. And so I'm so glad we're having this conversation. So tell me a little more about your mompreneur journey. Yeah. Well, it's a great question. <laughs> I'll tell you, let me just um, tell you a little bit about my story the last few years and how that's looked. And I'll go back to yeah. 2020. So 2020 started and we know, we know what 2020 was. It started yeah. out. And for me, that was a year. My husband and I were both, we were highly focused on business and then COVID struck and quarantine came and the world was rocked and everybody responded differently. You know, some people, um, life really slowed down. And for some people, life sped up. And I just believe that in every situation, there's opportunity. And so I was always looking for that and wanting to do, like you said, always in each situation, doing what you can do. And although there was a lot of fear, a lot of drama, a lot of confusion, a lot of people just not knowing how to pivot or how to adjust, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put my nose down and I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to work hard and do what I can do. And so that's what I did. And in the midst of COVID, I ended up starting a whole nother business. And that year I just worked like a crazy woman and it was really good. I learned a lot. I dug really deep, but what happened was by the end of the year in 2020, I was juggling three businesses in the midst of motherhood and managing a home and being a wife and 
all of those things. And I was just getting really burnt out. And I knew that I didn't want to stay at that pace forever and that there was a shift coming and the Lord was beginning to gently nudge me um, in a new direction and giving me fresh vision for this year, 2021. And I was just kind of, as I agreed with what he was revealing in my heart, more clarity came and he just kind of helped me navigate that transition. And so, um, you know, and one thing I just want to mention too, is just that there are just different seasons in life. And I think that as a mom and as a wife, when you're pursuing business, it's really important that the home is in order first and that you keep first things first, because there was certainly a grace for 2020 for me as I worked really hard. My marriage was great. We went on more dates and trips than we ever have. The home was in order. The kids were great, but it was really, um, so, so all that to say is there was a grace and a peace and a permission to really show up in the capacity that I did. So I just want to throw that out there because I think sometimes as moms, as women, we can get it twisted and we never want to sacrifice the people that matter most and the relationships that are most meaningful in the process of growth or progress or any goal. Um, so anyways, amen. but what's that? I said, amen. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing was there, I was the one that suffered because you know what, too much stress and too little sleep over too long. Like I was just feeling burnt out and my physically I was starting to crumble and I just knew I have got to rest. I have got to get a break. And so I knew that January was going to be my month. The Lord was giving me direction and I was getting to a place where January was January was going to be my time. I was going to unplug from social media and all the things and set it aside and take time to rest and restore and just recover. I needed that refreshing so deeply. And so January came. And after the first week, I was finally at a place where I could kind of set everything aside to rest. And I was like, all right, this is my time. This is, this is it. And the Lord was like, no, baby, this is my time. And he so clearly called me to a fast <laughs> to join my husband with a 21 day fast. And, um, that was just a time where he wanted to work in me and begin doing a new thing and really bring me to a place of surrender and trust in him like never before as I gave him my yes in that and walked in obedience. And so I had never done anything like that. I think it's a little bit wild to do a fast. I just did, um, it was, it was a water fast. I did a little broth at the end, but it, if it wasn't that I didn't, if I didn't know so clearly that he was calling me to do that, I wouldn't have done it, but it was so it was so good. And I won't go into all that I learned during that experience. And if you're interested, you can go to my podcast. I shared a lot about my first fast and what that looked like and what I learned and why I did that. Um, but it put me in a place and I was already so humble and weak. I already felt like I had nothing to give and I had no choice, but to yield to God and surrender. And my prayer during that time was like, God, I have nothing. I have nothing to give you. You've got to just do whatever you want to do in me you've got to do it. I'm simply creating a room for you. I'm creating space for you. And I'm asking you to show up and reveal yourself. And God is so faithful and loving and gracious. And he began to work in my heart during this un extremely uncomfortable time. And when I came off the fast, I wasn't quite sure how to get back to my rhythm and how to get back to life again and, and my normal. And come to find out the work that he began during that sacred time of fasting and prayer um, and slow down for me, it's really just continued all year long. And he continues to just take me deeper and deeper. So um, it's been a really cool journey. And I'll share a few of maybe the key things that I've learned through this process of surrender this year. But I also want to remind you not to let the world determine your season. 
because although the world is changing and there's so much that you don't have control over, it is God who has the final say, and he's the one that gets to ordain every step and you get to walk free in him. So as you sit down to dream with God to make your yearly plans and set your fresh intentions, remember that you're not the same person that you were last year and God is doing a new thing. And above all, there's more of him to be seen and more of him to know and just, just pursue him above all else. And, um, you know, for me this year, it represents a, a major transformation and that process looked like surrender. What's been some of the big things you've surrendered specifically? Like, was there something he told you to lay down where like a business or an activity or a mindset that he said, give this to me or lay it down. That was like hard to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been layers. Mm -hmm. It's been layers of one thing after the next, every, every yes of obedience leads to the next thing. And I just determined, you know, in January, uh, I made a commitment to the Lord. I was like, God, this is your year and I'm going to do things your way. And I even made a screensaver on my phone. It says, this is um, my year. And the my is crossed off and it says his, you know, it was just my reminder that like, this is your year. And I'm like, all right, Lord, like he's taking full advantage. <laughs> he wants, <laughs> he wants, the thing that I've learned is that God loves us so much. He's so passionate about us, but he wants all of us. And so as I've journeyed along, I've been laying down so many different things. A lot of the things that I've laid down this year has been business related. It's been this year, my definition of success has looked completely different than it did last year. And it's okay because the Lord is leading the way. And I think that it's important that he defines what success looks like for us because it's really about pursuing him. And what I've learned for me is that pursuing your greatest potential is pursuing the person of Jesus. And at the end of the day, like my success is found in, in him. He is my greatest reward. And even though the world may have a different vision of success or what looks like worthy work, I've been working really hard this year, but it's been a lot of inner intangible work. And that's been challenging. It's, it's harder for me to slow down than it is to speed up. Like I was more comfortable hustling and kind of digging deep and like getting to it than it was to slow down and really surrender, but it's necessary. And the thing is, is we just want to do whatever God wants for us. And so at the beginning of the year, I asked God, like, what does success look like to you? And I wrote that down. And I'm so thankful for that because I can't tell you how much that has kept me rooted in this process. I'm like, okay, Lord, success for 2020, my definition there is completely different than this year, but I'm okay with it as long as you're in it. And as long as you're the one defining what that looks like, um, because there are different seasons of life and it's necessary to just walk in obedience to that place that you're at, because each step leads to the next. Mm, that's so good. So let's sit on that conversation of success for a minute. Um, Cause that's something I wanted to talk to you about in the season of surrender um, as a mompreneur pursuing success, like what does that success definition look like? What did he reveal to you in terms of what success should mean or his definition of it? Yeah. I mean, gosh, that's such a good question. I'll tell you one thing that has one thing that has been everything to me is just for me, as far as the definition of success, I'll tell you a little bit more specifically what that looks like in action, but mm -hmm. I just want to know God. 
I, I don't want to know about him. I want to know him. And I feel like we live in a day and age where the world is shaking. And I think those that are seeking are being woken up and that the way we used to live or think or the old ways, like it's not good enough anymore. And like, we just need to know him, but we also need to know that like, that's enough. And so at the end of the day, forget everything. If we are walking with the Lord and we're sitting at his feet and we're pursuing his presence um, and letting him be the one thing that is success, you know, because our definition doesn't always define his. And so one of the things that's been really defining for me, as I've asked the Lord to just define what success looks like is um, the story of Mary and Martha. Let me find it. I think I printed it out here. Yeah. But the Mary, the story of Mary and Martha, we all know this story, but I'll just read this really quick. Um, it says, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. And so in that, I want to, to make the main thing, the one thing. And mm. I know that most of you listening are goal oriented and you have big dreams in your heart and you have good intentions and even doing good things and, and awesome things. Sometimes it can still be a distraction from the main thing. And so for this year, being a Martha minded woman, really by nature, the Lord has taught me to sit at his feet, to slow down and to put him first and out of that place, then I can get up and work. And mm. so for me, that is successful. If I am working out of his presence, that is success to me because he is the main thing. And I just want to put him first in everything. Mm, that is such good preaching. That's, I mean, that is such just amazing advice. And what is like, I'm always so curious of people's like quiet time routine or morning routine or devotional time. Like, what does that look like for you? Some people have suggested like, you know, waking up before your kids get up. And that's been so hard for me. Or like, for me, it's been kind of once I drop them off at school. Um, my friend, Miss Amy, who is my spiritual director, her big thing is your heart posture. You know, it's not about always having the hour or two hours to really soak, which would be nice, but sometimes it's just your heart posture of what you have, you know, of like, while you're washing your dishes in your heart posture of bringing this to the Lord and saying, you know, you're here with me, you know, cause we get through the, in these rapid seasons of just strong currents and, and, uh, busyness. And so what does that look like for you and how have you carved that out in your life? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think one thing to mention is that, you know, as sometimes there are different times in our life. And I think this year for me, I've, I've, as the years gone on, I'm like, man, I feel so little, I feel so small, but God, I give you my little bit and knowing that whatever you have to offer, it is enough. So give God your little bit and that is okay. And like you mentioned, it's not about having this sacred revelation and this, this beautiful time where you're in this dark room and worship music's blaring and nobody's distracting you. It's really about living your ordinary life 
in an extraordinary way because you're bringing Jesus into it. And you do that by fixing your attention on him. And that's where it goes into the posture of the heart. It's all about our attention because we can go through anything. We can be in the middle, in the midst of anything. But if our heart and our attention is on the Lord, he's in it and he's with us and he's going to be glorified in that. And one of the things that I've learned this year is I'm learned, I'm learning. Everything is just, I'm, I am on a journey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I'm learning to behold Jesus. And it's so interesting that word behold, because I've been in church my whole life and it's, there's a lot of Christian terms, but behold is not one of them. And to me, behold simply means looking at Jesus. It's so simple. We make things so complicated. Sometimes you've got to do this, this, and this. And it's like, no, just sit at his feet and look at him, be captivated by his beauty. It's adoration. It's fixing your attention on him and what he has to say. And I think that's exactly what Mary was doing when she sat at Jesus's feet. She was beholding him. And that is high priority to Jesus. It is the good portion. And so it's so important that we slow down and we take time to see Jesus for who he is, not for who we want him to be in our life or who we think he is or who we were told that he is, that we take time to really know him and seeing him is knowing him. And as we can see him, and the point of this is that Jesus, he reveals who God is. And as we behold him, then we can see God rightly. And when we see God, we can't help but be transformed by him. So sometimes, you know, we always, we want to do good. We want to be good. We want to grow and and be better. And we try to do these things to develop ourselves, but really true transformation is so simple. It's really comes from looking at Jesus and beholding him and letting him do the work because you can't help, but look at him and his beauty and be captivated by that and not be changed in the process. And it really, because it establishes our identity when we see God rightly, we can see ourselves rightly, who we are in him. And then it gives us the clarity on how to live rightly. And in that process, we get to encourage others on the way. So I would just say, set your attention on him and all that you do. It brings the meaning to the mundane. Life, life is so much work and there's grind and there's so many things that are unseen and not extravagant, but he is the thing that makes life extraordinary. And he is the thing that makes natural things, supernatural. We just want to fix our attention and bring him into that, into that. And when we do that, we get to reflect him and his character. And that is bringing his kingdom to earth. And that is the whole heart behind being a kingdom entrepreneur. It's not just about working and doing things. It's about bringing God's kingdom to earth and staying true to the mission that he's called us to. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, I heard a quote a while back about, you know, if we pray on earth as it is in heaven, we also need to make time to bring heaven to earth and consider that, Um, you know, spending time with God, becoming a light bearer so that we can be a conduit of that amazing part of the prayer. Um, That is so good. So surrender, surrendering our time, surrendering our thoughts, surrendering our focus, surrendering things that we thought we were supposed to be carrying that we're not. it's something to consider, especially as we round out this year. And I know you mentioned before that you had some special resources for the listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I do. I do. I think, um, do you mind if I mention one more thing? Oh yeah, go ahead. I just want to mention one more thing because this is just (laughs) probably one of the coolest things that I've been learning. Um, and probably one of the, the main things I just want to share, because as we work with an eternal perspective, 
and really seek success in God's eyes. I just want to remind you, um, because everybody, you guys listening, you guys are dreamers. You're not just dreamers, you're doers. And you, your heart is so good. Like you want to partner with the Lord. You want to set good intentions and you map out your year and you really want to honor God in all of it. But as you set your goals and as you set your dreams, I, I guess one of the biggest things that I've been learning through this process of surrender is that it's, it's really the call of the gospel. It's laying down our life so that he can lift us up and we can, his glory can be brought to earth through us. But in that process, it's understanding that, Hey, God has dreams too. Sometimes we don't think of that. We think like, what is our dream? And God, you partner with me and let's do this thing. And it's like, actually, no, like God has a bigger picture. He has dreams for us. And we need to keep that perspective in mind always and be like, God, how do you see this? What is your heart for me? What does success look like? What are your dreams? And one of the coolest things that just recently has just been revealed to me is God, he wants us to bear fruit. We know that like, it's good to work. He wants us to bear fruit. Um, but his idea of fruit may look different than your definition of success or what the world tells you is successful. Um, and I'll tell you what his definition is. This is what bearing fruit is in John 15. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. And it's all about abiding. It's all about remaining in him, him remaining in us, us remaining in him. He wants us to bear fruit, but the whole purpose of us bearing fruit, the whole purpose of everything we do with the work of our hands is to bring glory to God, but we can't do anything outside of abiding in him. And one of the most beautiful things this is what I really was just realizing as with fresh revelation in my heart is that as this passage continues, when it gets to chapter 17, Jesus, he is right on the verge of being crucified. I mean, he is just in agony. He knows what's before him. He's stressed to the max. I mean, he is, he's ready to lay his life down and he's right on the verge of the greatest act of surrender ever to be had. And you know what he was doing? right before he was crucified, he was praying for you and he was praying for me. And this is what he was praying. This is his heart's desire. This is his dream for us. And this is why it's so important that we remember that God has a dream. This is what it says in John 17. It says, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for those who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one as you are in me, father, and I am in you. So he's saying, Lord, you and I, my heavenly father, like we're one, but I want them to have this oneness too. Like this is my heart's desire for them. And it says, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me. So they may be one as we are one. I'm in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. So Jesus is asking the father to give his people, to give us his children glory so that we can become one. And by this experience of oneness, we can fulfill God's dreams and his desires here on earth as we bring his kingdom to earth. So the coolest thing is just recognizing that God's desire for us, we sometimes overcomplicate things, um, but it's really simple. 
It's just seeking the Lord and putting him first and walking in oneness with him. And out of that place of oneness, then we can crush those goals and then we can do those things. But it's just really about getting first things first. So all that to say is as we begin the new year and as we begin to embark on 2022, it is good to work hard. It is good to bear fruit, but we've got to prioritize the inner work. And remember that as we trust the Lord, he's the one that has to ordain our steps. So it's good to make those plans. But at the end of the day, we want to surrender them to him. I mean, I think of it like you, like you're about to have a baby here soon. And I'm sure you have a birth plan set up. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> like, please, God, let it be better than the last time. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's crazy. So I have five kids and every pregnancy, every delivery is so different, but every pregnancy, every delivery, I have a birth plan. So these are my intentions. These are my desires. These are my expectations. This mm-hmm. is what I want. But I also know that I have to surrender to the process that oh, I can't yeah. control how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, all the details. There's just a lot that's beyond me. And at the end of the day, I have to go through it. And what matters most is, is that I'm at peace that I am not walking in fear, that I'm in faith, that, that I um, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually am at peace. Because even if at the end of it, it doesn't go like I planned, it doesn't go how I wanted it to. When I look back at that experience, I can be okay with it because I know that I was in peace and I know that the Lord was with me and I know that he was in it even though it didn't go according to plan. And so all that to say is that the the inner work, the state of our heart and our mind, it really matters in how we perceive life. And when we look back at our life, how we um, feel about that, it's not that everything goes how we want it to go. We set those intentions, but we have to surrender them to the process and knowing that the Lord is above all of that. So um, in that pursue the one thing that's ultimate and that's Jesus. And that's really what I talk about on the podcast all the time is just pursuing him as the main thing in all of our life, because that is true success being a mompreneur. I like to redefine that because it's, it's really pursuing the presence of Jesus because that is success and it is simple and it doesn't seem like anything, but it is because it's who we are. It's not what we do. It's who we are. And so don't just dream with God, make your purpose this year make your purpose, your heart's greatest purpose to fulfill God's dreams here on earth by cultivating oneness with him. And everything else can come out of that beautiful, beautiful, sweet unity with the father that loves you more than you can imagine. I love that. That's so beautiful. When you were um, reading John chapter 15, I absolutely love that scripture. And our dreamer summit this year, um, the theme is to be rooted in love. And it's about you know, being one and looking at your root system, what's nourishing you, what's filling you up, what, what are you tangled in? Where's your focus? And, um, John chapter 15 is just so beautiful. And I actually love verse nine in the passion translation actually says, let my love nourish your heart. Mm, Yes. And, um, it's just, that's such a beautiful thing to kind of soak in, um, the importance of letting his love nourish us. And I heard before a quote of this woman was saying what success was to her. And it was how much she truly believed she was loved. And I never heard that. And when you give it that Christians, not spin, but like when you think of it from a biblical perspective of could success just be how much you truly accept the love of God, yeah. you know, and, and letting that be the measure because so often we kick ourselves, you know, because of 
how much we fall short, um, but letting ourselves really be nourished by that truth. And if you're listening right now and you're like, okay, abide with Jesus, make him the one thing, like I'm new to this. Like, what does that mean to like bring Jesus into everything? And like, I don't even know what he looks like. What does he even look like? Like Uh he's beautiful. Like, I don't know. Like I've never seen him. You know, if this is something that you're on a new journey with, um, in your faith and getting to know him, I think Christian, the, the word Christian means Christ follower. So my simple, simple advice to you getting started today is to follow Christ. And you can do that by opening up your Bible and reading the story of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, just take a little journey. I think Mark's the shortest one. Um, And just start reading two chapters a day of this journey of Jesus. And through reading that scripture, you're going to get to know him. You're going to see him. You're going to feel his love. You're going to, you know, John's also a great one, the gospel of John. Um, but that's a great way to start getting to know this guy, Jesus, who loves you so much, who died for you, who cares for you. Um, so I always love to throw a practical spin at the end of it of, well, sure. what do I even do? You know, cause I've been there like, okay, like you hear a sermon and you're like, okay, here's the key to life. Yes. And you're like, I don't know how to apply that at all. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of it too, is just remember, I think we have to be still, we have to, mm-hmm. we do have to create the space to slow down a little bit and just to sit with him because you can't strive for his presence. You yield to it. That's one thing that he's taught me this year. Cause I'm like, all right, God, I want more of you. How do we do this? And it's like, no, you just make room for me. So, so much is in the receiving, just like you said, so much of experiencing his love is in the receiving. He loves us. You don't have to strive for that. There's this really awesome quote by William Hennett. And it says, God's not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. And so mm. just create capacity for, for him, create space for him to say, Hey God, like I'm doing dishes right now, but I'm here. I'm giving you my attention. Speak to me, Lord. I'm listening. What do you have for me? Who should I pray for? Just ask him questions. Do life with Jesus. Just mm-hmm. do life with him. Bring him into your everyday life. Don't feel like it has to be some, you know, process or more things on the list of things to do. No, just be with him. Let him love you. Mm-hmm. Let him love you and just surrender. And I'll tell you what this year has looked like for me. Surrender has really looked like laying on my back, like completely like I got, I got nothing. Like I told you, I've got nothing. I'm just creating a room for you to come and do what only you can do. And I'm trusting your way, your purpose and your timing. And it's also looked like me being on my face before him, you know, on my face or on my back, like in worship and in surrender, just humble and giving him my little bit, whatever I have, like God will meet you in the midst. He will meet you where you're at. Just seek him. He knows your heart. And so don't feel like you have to do this or do that, or I don't know how to do it. It's okay. I don't know. We're just learning. It's a journey. It's a relationship. Just get to know him, but you have to give him a little bit of time and give him some room and give him some attention in your everyday busy, busy life, because that is what brings the fulfillment. You don't want to just be productive. You want to be purposeful and you want to have purpose and meaning in all that you do. And, and Jesus is the thing that, that brings that, that there. Amen. That was so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. I know you have some resources to give our listeners. So tell us where to find you and also a little bit about those resources. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I would love to connect with you. If you want to connect, um, it would be awesome to connect on the, the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast. And I've got some free gifts for you. If you want to connect, go to Nourishing 
michelle.com. Obviously, I love that word nourishing. <laughs> Nourishingmichelle.com yeah. forward slash connect. That's the best place to kind of see all the things. And one thing that's really cool that you'll see, and I want to encourage you on your journey of surrender this season and remind you that there is so much joy to be found because the joy is found in knowing him because he's our greatest reward. And so I have something free for you. They are joy of surrender printables. And these are beautiful Christmas inspired cards. You can print them out right at home. They've got some beautiful quotes on them, some scripture verses that you'll love. And they're just going to keep handy as a reminder for you this season, or you can give them as gifts. They're just awesome. So you can go on and grab those. Um, and I also want to say one more thing in my shop, my son has created some super cute joy of surrender Christmas ornaments. And this is his little entrepreneurship project this season, because, you know, as moms, it's not just about us. It's about us helping our children do their own things and taking all that we're learning and all that we're doing and pouring it into them. That's the legacy mindset of a mompreneur, a kingdom entre entrepreneur. But anyways, um, go on and grab that, support his business. They're beautiful ornaments. You can use them to give, to share, to hang on your Christmas tea tree and just remind you that there is joy in surrender and giving God your yes. And then the last thing I'll mention, I've got one more freebie for you. Um, if you need some encouragement, if you need a little biblical perspective or some practical strategies for pursuing your greatest potential within the walls of your home, I have an awesome checklist. It's free. It's 10 tips to finding fulfillment while balancing motherhood and business. And it's perfect just in time for the craziness of the holidays to help you not only be more productive, but purposeful in the process. So go on and, and take advantage of those if you'd like. Yay. I love all these presents. I can't wait to print them out. Well, thanks again so much for joining us. And I hope you guys all connect with Michelle and I will see you again here soon on the podcast. Bye guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the dream planning podcast. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if it was, it would mean the world to me. If you could leave a quick 15 second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and it truly means the world to me. Now, if you don't have your 2022 dream planner yet, now is the time. And I actually have a code for you to get 15% off your planner. Use the code podcast15 to get 15% off at HoratioPrinting.com and make sure you snag a ticket to the Dreamer Summit this year. You do not want to miss this special weekend where we're going to dream together, write down our dreams, 